Live from the studios of KTAR News 92.3 FM, it's the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show with Brian Whitfield. Everything you need to know to grow. Call Brian with your questions at 602-277-5827. That's 602-277-5827. The Whitfield Nursery Garden Show, now on KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Well, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow. There's nothing more beautiful than these mountains here in Sunny Slope with the clouds over this morning and that temperature outside. Beautiful Sunday morning, folks. Welcome to the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. We have the mysterious Mr. Sal in with us today. He'll be on the phones and music. Uh, you can give him a call at 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. We can talk about the landscape of your dreams, your nightmares, what to grow, how to grow it, where to grow it, why to grow it. Uh, certainly plenty of things that we can grow here in our desert. We are in a subtropical kind of climate. Now, it seemed like more like Hades for about a month this summer. But aside from that, it's, it's getting pretty darn nice out right now. And we're here in our desert spring. Yeah, that's what we call October. October is the best planting season. You know, some people like to plant in March and other places. But here we want to plant after we've had that terrible heat and we can enjoy all the color. You know, you can plant things like geraniums right now and have them bloom all the way through May. It's the perfect time to plant trees because they root out before they start to grow in the spring. And uh, so pretty much all things, whether tropical, or desert, or if you want to plant palms, I mean, it's still a really good time for those as well. Whatever you want to put in the ground, now's the time to do it. Um, if you got different styles and plants you're growing home, we'd love to hear from you. There's all different kinds of things to grow in this world, and uh, there's many, many experiences we have in this listener group. And uh, so, if you've got something different you're growing, a different style, you you don't want to comment on some way to grow things, or maybe take care of a pest, we'd love to hear from you. We start off with pretty open phones. We end up it's a little tough to get in sometimes. So, give us a call now get on early say hi to sal the number to call 602-277-5827 277-KTAR uh david nawatuki good morning dave yeah brian uh say i have a lot of questions about flowering trees um and my son works at the state capitol and he's been infatuated by this uh, tree i don't know if you're familiar with it uh it's uh, called uh uh Delonyx Regina. It yeah. has red blooms on. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. It's it's the same I, family as like a red bird of paradise. You know, it's really a pretty tree, and uh, pretty common in Florida. And it does well by the capital because it's pretty frost free. Up on the hills in you know Awatuki, we did just as well. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I, I know that uh, I'm I'm watching really close for plants that can handle the heat. And this one could handle the heat, but uh, I'm not so sure about um, the, the frost part. Well, it's pretty it's pretty frost tender, David, and actually sometimes in the heat it doesn't do as well. I mean, it wouldn't fare well if it was in rock, you know, in, in there, you know, where it's got lawn around it and those kind of things. And bigger trees that kind of cool the whole ambient area, that makes a big difference. It's not the toughest of different plants. It's a little more tropical. Uh, do you have any of those available at You know, we, we may have some. Um, I'd have to check, but we can certainly bring some in. We're bringing quite a bit of stuff from Florida, and uh, so that's certainly doable. Um, but it's not one I would recommend for most people to plant because out of the, the many that we've sold, you know, there's there's been a lot of them that perish. But, you know, certainly not to yeah. say no. There's certainly some nice ones around town. The biggest one I know is over about uh, 35th Avenue in Buckeye, but then uh, it's more popular yeah. down in Yuma. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, so, um, I, I was wondering if, if there's such thing as a purple oleander tree. Not purple. Not that I've ever seen. So, the other tree is called a Royal Poinciana is the common name. 
So yeah. if you're looking for one, yeah. that, look, ask for a Royal Poinciana. Most people probably don't know the botanical name. Um, purple and oleanders, no. I mean, reds and pinks and even some yellows and golds, but I've never seen one that's truly purple. Oh, yeah. You know, see. it's pretty hard to yeah. beat the jacarandas for purple and uh, the yeah. night or the vitex. Both of those are very hardy. And there's a dwarf jacaranda now, too, that doesn't get so big that uh, tends to bloom uh-huh. better. So that, that would be a nice purple choice. But as far as oleanders, I've never seen a purple. Oh, yeah. Great. Um, so <clears throat> I've been trying to get like this variegated lemon tree to grow. Uh-huh. Um, and... Uh, uh, you know, it's called a pink lemonade tree or something like that too. You know, uh, but it 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 didn't make it. it, it well, David, it, we we do it. have some of those growing in our grove in our orchard, and uh, it's a variegated Eureka lemon, and uh, it has a pink yeah. fruit on the inside. Now, they're not quite yeah. as hardy as a traditional lemon, especially in the sun. But once they're bigger and established, you know, they're reasonably hardy. And I wouldn't be afraid of growing one. It's just going to be hard if you put it in a condition where it's got reflected heat, like on the west side of a wall or a lot of rock around it. That's going to be a little tougher. But uh, if you had it on the east side of the wall, it'd be fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that all makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah. Well, that, that should help me out a lot, though, then. I, I appreciate it, Brian. Yeah, David, uh, if, you, if you want one of those Royal Poinciannas, just get a hold of the nursery over in South Phoenix. Uh, talk to Hugo. Uh, we, if we don't have one in now, we can bring one in within the next week or two where we are bringing in quite more, a bit more Florida stock right now. Yeah. The Royal Poinciana, the, uh, uh, the ordinary common name for that is what? That's the Royal Poinciana. That's the Delnox you're talking about that's grown at the Capitol. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Okay. Right. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. And you you do have some of these variegated lemons at one of your... Oh, trees, yeah. We right? have nice variegated lemons. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Because I'd like to try one from you because then I know that it's locally grown. And that was my problem. I had one that was not... not uh, well, we've got pretty nice size ones. We've got them in 15 gallons and in 24-inch boxes. And they're... they're we have, in fact, we even have 36-inch boxes. And uh, yeah. everyone you buy from us should have a lemon on it already. Thanks for the call, David. Thanks for being the first caller today. Yeah, yeah, thank you, too. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, Mark and Chandler, good morning, Mark. Good morning. If you could review for me and perhaps other people, um, the pruning of bougainvilleas, we do that before the winter so that the flowers... Well, we're a little on. late. I've been, ta- <laughs> I've been talking uh, about it for a month, okay, Mark? Here, here's here's the thing is it's great to butcher them like the uh, 1st of September, end of August. Because that way, if you want to really reduce the size of the plant, it's got plenty of time to come back and put out new bracts. They're only going to grow very much now for about the next five or six weeks, and they're going to slow way down. But the bracts and the color will stay all winter. So we don't want to cut them back so far this late in the season as not to have enough time for them to grow and come back into bloom. But if you want to cut them at all, sooner is better than later. But the best time to cut bougainvilleas really is the first part of September, and then again in March. And if you'll butcher them twice a year, those times a year, just let them grow the rest of the year, you'll get the longest bloom cycle. Is that so that they then have time to bloom and then they stay in that same size the rest of the winter? Well, that's, yeah, because they really stop growing by December. They're not going to grow anymore. But all that color stays. You know, and bougainvilleas are prettier here in the desert with our dry type desert climate. Here in Palm Springs, probably the prettiest in the world. Got it. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Bye-bye. Uh, Matt in Phoenix. Good morning, Matt. Hey, good morning, Brian. Um, just a quick question. Uh, I had some pencil cactus that I planted along my 
front yard walkway, and uh, a few of them I think just roasted in the this this uh, summer, but they were they were doing well otherwise, and then kind of taking off and getting pretty big. Uh, the bigger ones, a little bit of their stuff kind of died, but I'm now kind of wondering if, and I do water them a couple times a week, uh, not overwater them, but I'm just wondering if uh, I can expect any of them to make it. Well, prune them back, you know, and sometimes what happens, the stem will die and, and the, the tips will still be alive. So if that's the case, yeah. you can take cuttings off the ends and, and regenerate those. Um, okay. But for the most part, they're usually, you know, fairly drought tolerant, pretty hardy plants. And, you know, in a normal summer, watering them once a week when it's over 110 is plenty. And once every couple of weeks, other than that's, you know, more than adequate. So okay. you don't want to well, keep them I'll too pick- wet either. Okay. All right. Well, I'll try at least to get some of the stems and maybe clean up some stuff that's died off. Well, have fun. Be careful of the thorns. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Brett. Bye, Matt. Uh, let's see. Next up, we've got Tim and Gilbert after Tim. It's wide open. The number to call six zero two two seven seven five eight two seven two seven seven KTAR. We have uh, Sal with us on the phones of music today, and as usual, we have Troy Barrett back in the newsroom. Uh, Tim, good morning. Morning, Brian. Um, I have a like a about a twelve foot uh, queen palm. It's about five or six years old, mm-hmm. and it's kind of what you talked about reflective heat. It's near the you know about five feet away from my house in on the west side. Okay, and uh, the leaves are kind of dry. I mean, the ends of them until about like maybe a foot and a half out of the trunk. Well, Tim, the big, the biggest problem with queen palms this summer, okay, number one, they burn a lot from the heat, and that's just hot, and that happens. But secondarily, mm-hmm. they get a fungus oftentimes in the crown, and the fungus can be lethal, okay? So if you see it, okay. the, if they're putting up a new, you know, spike coming out of the center of the tree and it looks healthy, you're probably fine. If the new growth in the center doesn't look good, you'd probably want to treat it, and a combination of copper sulfate, and a product called mm. Monterey Disease Control. One's just killing it with copper. It's, it works as a fungicide. And the other is a bacteria that eats fungus. And I'd really recommend using the two together. Okay. But if I don't have anything shooting out yet? If it's not wait. shooting out of the heart, no. If there's nothing coming out of the heart, then it definitely has fungus. So that's when but you... But it's still green. It's still a little bit green. This, the stale, you know, some of the older fronds are green, but there's no heart growth coming up. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's a, a big sign that it's got fungus. So okay. copper sulfate. Co- and copper sulfate, moderate. yeah, and if you can get it down the heart and then put it around in the soil around it, both. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Tim. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to take a short break. While we're gone, we've got wide-open phones. It's amazing. It's the perfect time to call. And we have Mr. Sal here. Just the answer to him smiling. You ought to see the smile. He's got an ear ear grin this morning. I don't know what Sal did last night, but he's sure smiling. He, he sure had, he did he wasn't, he wasn't one of the fans there with uh, us poor guys with our, our wild cats and sun devils who played m- marvelously and just got edged out both both teams. But, you know, there was the Diamondbacks who just socked it to one of the best pitchers in baseball. Anyway, we'll be right back after the uh, short break with the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. Lines are wide open. Give Sal a call, 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR for the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. We're here every Sunday from 7 to 9 a.m. on 92.3 FM KTAR.
next caller, Mr. Rick and Superior. And we do have one line still available. Number to call, 602-277-5827. Good morning, Rick. Hi, can you hear me? Very clearly, sir. Okay, that's great. I'm taking a little road trip this morning to Superior, and I'm parked right in front of Bryce Thompson Arboreum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great day. You, you so anyways, the reason you I'm gotta calling, go inside. I'm from <laughs> the boy's talking uh, about it's closed right now. It opens up at 8, so okay. it's okay. Um, any, anyways, uh, I listen to your show all the time. It's great. I love it. And I and I do buy a bunch of plants from uh, Whitfield. So little plug there. Anyways, um, I have a beautiful uh, hibiscus uh, treat. Uh, actually, it was a plant, but it turned into a tree. Uh, we had it in front of the house for about 10, uh, 15 years. And this summer came. And as you know, it was a really brutal summer and it's all dead now can i completely record does it it have any any green foliage at all pardon me does it have any green foliage at all it has very small little leaves on the bottom part like on the trunk part yeah so just just, no probably not take a um a razor blade knife or just a sharp knife and scrape the bark down to where it's green, print it back to that size and give it a shot of fertilizer. Now, the other thing you might do at the same time is dig up a couple roots and just see if the roots are still hard and viable. If the roots are soft and mushy, it might be gone. But uh, Or if you notice any black powder underneath the bark when you're cutting under the bark to see if it's healthy, if you see sooty canker on it, you'd want to treat it for that or maybe replace it. But um, as long as you don't see sooty canker and the roots are viable, it should come right back out. Uh, fertilize it now cut back all the dead and it should come back up okay so cut it down as low as i can well as low as uh, to where it's got green wood yes okay okay and then and it should come back huh yeah, it may. <laughs> I promise maybe, you. Maybe. It's kind of hard to tell, right? It's it's kind of hard to tell, but if it's going to come back, it's going to come back over the next couple of weeks. But it needs something to grow on, too. So don't be afraid to give it like a little miracle grow or Peter's or just, you know, Super Bloom or just a little bit of some kind of fertilizer. Okay, how about the watering right now? Should I water it all the time or hold up well, on the watering? Is it, was it planted in Superior Rick or is it down here in the valley? No, no, I'm in. I'm I'm from Champi. I'm just okay. taking a road trip. Oh, all right. So yeah. So basically, um, you know, watering there, established one once a week. Heavy's plenty. Okay, once a week. Okay. Hey, I'm 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 just I'm just giddy right now because I listen to you all the time and I never call it to any shows or anything and I and I'm I'm talking to you so that's really cool for, for me. Well, Rick, so, thanks, thanks, thanks for being man. a part of our program today and enjoy it up around Superior. It's a beautiful country. Yeah. Hey, another thing, really quick. Uh, your your green your um, uh, plants, uh, the indoor plants uh, uh, at the Whitfield. You guys done a great job at both locations. The one in Mesa and the one on Baseline. It's all being redone, and it's beautiful. The, you know, the house Well, you know what, Rick, it, it's, it's kind of been a bigger change for us because there are so many more apartment dwellers now. And, uh, you know, especially a lot of the youth living in these apartments. So we need to have something fun for them as well. And we're going to continue to expand our houseplant selection. And it uh, it's a lot of fun for yeah. us all. It's beautiful to walk in and see all the beautiful plants because now there's these private stores and stuff and they sell the house plants and they're way overpriced, you know. Well, some of them, the collector's prices can get pretty crazy, yes. (laughs) Yeah, 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 that's crazy. So anyways, thanks for answering my question. I'm just happy that I got to talk to you guys uh, and I listen to you all the time. And uh, yeah, thanks again. Have have a nice Sunday, Rick. Bye-bye. Joe and Mesa, good morning, Joe. Hi, Brian. Hi, um, 
I have a 12-year-old Tipuana tree that got uh, the top branch of the skull got uh, broken off Uh uh, in the last storm. Okay. And it it has one branch coming out almost at a right angle. Uh, I'm not sure if the top is going to come back up or if I should cut that other, because it looks really weird. It looks like uh, it's got one arm sticking. You know, Joe, I, I would prune it back and balance it and reshape it. And, uh, you know, tipus grow pretty darn fast and a little extra water if you want to uh, fertilize it once or twice. And uh, it'll come back out and be better than it ever was probably by the middle of next summer. So you think the top will grow up and won't look weird? Well, no, if the top's out of balance, I'd prune it. Okay. If, okay. if not, it, it, will, it will definitely throw lower limbs below if it's a big vertical top and missing some side limbs. It'll throw more limbs out and fill in, but it would be a good opportunity just to get it pruned and balanced. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Joe. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see. Emily and Mesa. Good morning, Emily. Good morning. How are you? Very fine. And you? Good. Thanks for asking. Um, I was actually calling with kind of a unique question. Um, I'm an exotic pet keeper, and all of my um, enclosures and pets that I keep, I keep bioactively. Uh-huh. And I propagate all my plants for my enclosures. So I have springtails, isopods, I do bioactive soil, everything for them. And I've been looking for a place in the valley that might have leaf litter. And I thought maybe your nurseries might. Well, we don't really sell it. You know, we, we actually utilize it, but we, you know, we call it green waste. Well, I figured, yeah, you mulch it, yeah. It, it gets <laughs> mulched, but then if, for us to have it, it gets blended in with horse bedding, you know, and then we add a little soil okay. to it and whatever else we decide to throw in the stew that day. I, I use the same thing. I use horse bedding with my rats. I use that, and I also mulch that in to my, to my soil. <laughs> you know, um, I think the city of Tempe gives free green waste away, or they, at least they were. And they had it ground okay. up already and already, you know, partially composted, not completely composted. So if you have a friend that lives in Tempe, I think they give it to Tempe residents for free. Oh, perfect. So you can well, check with you. them I and see. I appreciate your time. You're welcome. Bye, Emily. Awesome. Thanks. Bye. Uh, James, let's see. I don't know where you are, James, but I, I know you're on Earth. Uh, <laughs> Santan Valley. Hey, was... James. Hey, um, quick Two totally separate questions. One, I have um, a couple of Roma tomato plants that, for whatever reason, they're and they're about a year old. I got them; they survived the summer. I planted them last year. They are beautiful. They're big, bushy, green. They look great. They won't fruit. Well, they just will not bear any fruit. You're too kind. Okay, and Romas, you know, they're different too. They're not like ever blooming like some of them. Was they'll have a, a determinate crop, and I've never kept them that yeah. long. But, uh, you know, and commercially, they're growing a lot because they just grow them. And they pick them all at one time, and that's the whole process. But, um, yep. you know, what I would that's recommend. What I happened last year. Well, <laughs> it what, never happened. Yeah. What I would recommend if, if you're going to try anything, just be mean to them. Shut, shut the fertilizer off completely. Cut back on the water to the point where they wilt and see if you can't get them to bloom. Oh, okay. And then stress them into surviving. Well, okay. that would just stress them to death because if they're not going to grow, then you might as well plant some, you know, something else. <laughs> might just have some sterile plants for some reason. Well, no, but the other yeah, they, they are more there. determinate bloomers over there and they have one big cycle on them. And I don't know. I've never tried to keep yeah, them. That well, long, they do but. have blooms on them. They, mm-hmm. they do have, they do have blooms on them, but those blooms, just keep coming and there's no well what you can no do there james if, as long as you're getting the blooms you can pick up a product called blossom set and it's basically okay. pollen for tomatoes and when they're blooming you can just squirt it on them with a little squirt bottle and that'll pollinate them oh just spray uh-huh. oh okay 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 
All right, I will get that. What's it called again? Blossom. Blossom set. set. Uh huh. Okay, I'll check. I'll check that out. And then second question I have is: I have a sisu. Is it sisu or a sisu tree? It's a sisu. I think. I don't know. Okay. I, I no, no, it it, it doesn't anyway. know its own name. It won't care what you call it. It's it's a monster and it's beautiful. It's fine. I don't want to touch that tree. Um, but I have heard from other people in the landscape industry that the root systems on those things go pretty far out. And one of the, I, I, then that's fine, except one of them's going right through the center of my lawn. Mm-hmm. But in a separate part of my backyard, there is a baby sister that is trying to grow. And it's fine. I'm, I actually want it to come up. Um, is that part of the same root system most likely? And is there anything that I can do to promote that? That guy, he's about a year old now, and he's pretty big. He's about five feet tall. It, it, um, it could be either. It could, it could have grown from a seed back there, or it could be in a root off the same tree. And, and the real key with this is to keep to him. go straight up. Straight you know, sissies don't grow straight, okay? You know, we stake sissies, okay. and we have a straight trunk six feet, then they get crooked as a dickens. That's just how sissies grow. Yeah. But they grow with really strong wood. If you want the tree to grow its healthiest and build caliber and as straight as you can, get a very thin stake, like a three-eighths inch, you know, really tiny thin one, and about four okay. or five feet, and, and put the little thin stake on it so the tree can keep moving back and forth, and it'll grow as straight as a sissy is going to grow. But a couple other points yeah, with your sisters perfect, so you don't have problems with them is number one, when you're watering that lawn, you need to water the lawn correctly. And correctly for a lawn, especially Bermuda grass in the summertime, is to put on an inch of water, shut your system down, yep. and don't water again until it's dry. So if you're watering anything okay. more often than once a week, you're going to encourage a lot of sur- surface roots from that sisu. And the other roots that you see from the sisu, if they become a problem, just cut them out. It's not going to hurt the tree at all. And if you'll prune the yeah. tree and maintain its size, that will kind of stop its root growth as well. well. I don't know if I can prune it all the way. It's about 40 feet tall. That thing's a beast. Don't, yeah, don't fall out of it, but there are guys who will. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I appreciate it. Thanks, right, James. I'll check out that... Uh, well, give me the name of that. I'm driving, so give me the name of that uh, that blossom. Blossom, like again. the flower, blossom set. Just what it says. I'm typing it in my phone at the stop. All right, take Thank care, Jan. So bye. Well, it looks like we have Mr. Barrett in for the news. We'll be right back here the news with the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. We do have a couple lines while we're gone. You can give Sal a call at 602-277-5827-277-KTAR. Wow, digest Reader's Digest. In the back of a dirty bookstore, a plastic flag with gum on the back fell out on the floor. Well, I picked it up and I ran outside, slapped it on my window shield. And if I could see old Betsy Ross, I'd tell her how good I feel. But your flag cow won't get you into heaven anymore. They're already your dirty little war now jesus don't like killing no matter what the reason's for and your flag cow won't get you into heaven anymore well welcome back folks and uh boy i sure hated to lose him during COVID. what a talented talented writer um Let's see, we've got uh, three lines still open. The number to call is 602-277-5827-277. KTAR, Dee and Whitman. Good morning, Dee. Good morning. Um, I have a question. I'm getting ready to uh, put a block wall in, and I want some bushes for about a 10, 20-foot area Uh 
but there's only about, um, I'm going to say about maybe 10 foot wide. Okay. But I want them to grow. I want them to grow tall because I'm trying to block the new house that's being built. But I w- would like flowering, but I don't want um, uh, spruce evergreen. Okay. Well, yeah, without, you know, what about Dia if you put some citrus in there? Uh, then I have to pick it. Well, if you, don't, to, if you don't enjoy it, then you don't plant it. That's a good rule with citrus. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I don't want citrus. Okay. I already have one, and I it makes too much fruit. And do you want oleanders? I mean, you're talking about some color and hardy. How much litter did they give? My pool's on the other side of that 10-foot fence. Okay, so your pools, but they're going to be, if they're going to be on the side, well, they're going to shed some flowers and they're going to shed a lot of leaves underneath. But if they're on the other side of the fence, on the outside of the fence, they will have very little litter. Now they're going to be on the inside of the fence. So right up against the pool then. Yes. Okay. Well, here, here's the two things I would recommend that would be the hardest. I give you, I give you three good options. Okay. One okay. of the faster ones that's hardy out there because you can have a lot more frost equipment is called a sour orange, and it's a citrus tree okay. that we grow and just trim it as a hedge, and it makes a wonderful hedge. Oh. And if you keep it trimmed, it really doesn't have much litter at all, and it can grow. Oh, okay. It can grow 10, 12 feet, whatever size you want to keep it, and you can manage it at that height. And that would be pretty easy to do. A really drought tolerant option is we have a a, a hedge olive tree that's a vertical growing olive tree that you can kind of shear it into a hedge the same way and it's exceedingly Uh hardier and as it's older um you know if you have it in four or five years and it's big enough for it to do everything you want uh then you can water it like once a month in the summer it'll stay healthy and you know it'll it'll do quite well Uh, a faster thing that uh, people are using now is hop seed and the hop seed is going to be a little messier than the olive or the citrus but it's fairly fast growing and going to be less expensive so i mean all those would be pretty good options hop seed's not going to give you any color with either the citrus but the citrus they're all they're all going to be green and gray what's how do you spell hop seed h-o-p-s-e-e-d like a hop seed hop skip and a jump with the seed in the middle Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. I didn't, I didn't understand you. Okay, um, okay, and so, and it's going to be on the west side of the block wall. Is that going to be okay for all? Well, that? the olives would be fine. The uh, hopsy would be fine. The, the citrus are fine too. If you plant them like this time of year in the fall and get them established, because what they'll do at that point is then they shade the wall too. So I mean they'll be fine. But you know you wouldn't want to plant you know especially these citrus trees in the middle of the summer probably. Right. 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 Okay. Okay, very good. Thank you so much. Thanks, D. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, Let's see. Looks like we got John in Scottsdale. Good morning, John. Good morning, Brian. Thank you for taking my call, and happy Sunday to you. To you as well. You know, it's a sure pretty one out there today with these clouds and that light breeze, and couldn't be a lot prettier (laughs) here in Sunny Slope. Let me try to describe this cactus to you. It is not a saguaro because I know what they are, but it is a very tall, slim, and slender cactus. The approximate diameter of it is about, uh, oh, I'd say four or five inches. And I've had both of these planted now for about four years. And the one of them is just growing great. It's almost nine feet tall. It's already had great flowers and it seems to be doing wonderful. It's, it's brother or sister, if you will, is, is planted, I'd say about 12 feet away from it. 
It's on the same dripper system, which they don't get much water at all. And it's interesting. This one is only about six feet tall. And just at the very top of it, not the bottom, at the top of it, it looks like it's dark and black. And when I squeeze against the uh, the pulp, if you will, it looks like it's hollow inside. Okay, so getting too much water? Well, no, probably not too much water. Probably not enough water in the heat. And it's got probably a bacterial infection. So what you want to do is cut it off all the way down okay. to where it's healthy. Okay, so all that decaying okay. portion of it, cut all it off and pick up some powdered sulfur and just dust it with powdered sulfur. And if you can get it okay. down far enough, it should come back out. Now, it'll branch from that point. But uh, it's probably okay. a Sunita cactus is what it's called. But it'll it'll branch at that point. But you got to really arrest that rot because that rot will continue and just eat the whole plant. Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate your help. All right. Have a nice weekend. Bye-bye. Yeah, thank you. Uh, let's see. Next, we have Mr. Trey over in Gilbert. But after Trey, we've got four lines available. We have Mr. Sal, the music man, back here on the music. But give him a call. He's also the phone guy, the smiling guy in the back. He does it all. Give Sal a call at 602-277-5827. 277-KTAR. Trey, good morning. Hey, Brian. I've got a an ash on the side of my house. It's on the um, south side of the house where it gets most of the sun. And obviously the summer didn't do um, well for it. It's a young tree. It's only about maybe three feet tall. It had leaves on it prior to the heat. And then they all pretty much fell off. And what now it seems like it's doing is we've got all these little sprouts going all over it, but not really forming any long branches. Are those going to make anything or is just well you, you, you can make it into a mar- multiple trunk you could do all kinds of things with it have you fed it at all i've just been watering it okay feed it uh yeah. i pour a um, fish fertilizer in it do you fit, fish emulsions great that, that's fine and uh yeah but bump it up pretty heavy right now because now it's the time it's got about six weeks or so to grow you know, for the rest of the season, depending on what type of ash it is. So you want to yeah. give it every advantage it can possibly have. So if you you want to try and grow up to a single trunk or you want to try and grow it into a multiple trunk? Just single, but it's not the trunk that's growing uh, multiple uh, sprouts out of it. It's all little branches that were that used to have leaves on it. Okay. Or got these little sprouts going all over. It looks like almost like it's starting to get bushy. Okay. Well, that's what it probably is doing because the leader on the top probably died. So those little bushy ones, what you want to do with it right now is you just want it to build inertia. Okay. So every leaf that it puts on it between now and January is going to be a benefit for it. So Uh you want it just to grow as fast as you can possibly get it to grow right now. And don't worry about pruning it until this winter. Okay. And then this winter, when it loses its leaves, like in January, then prune off the little side branches, but not all the way back. Just cut them back to little stubs around there and, uh, and then try to find a central leader on the top. You might even stake a central leader on the top uh, with a light little bamboo stake, something that can move around easy. And uh, in the spring, when it comes out, just uh, keep the side branches pruned and let the leader grow on the top and it'll make a tree. Will do. Thanks, Trey. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Uh, Kathy and Mesa. Good morning, Kathy. Hi. I just have a quick question about a grapefruit tree that we have in our backyard. It's about 40 or 45 years old. Uh, the crown of it is 20 feet across. So it's, it's huge, mm-hmm. absolutely huge. And before we moved into the, our residence, someone had taken and trimmed everything out inside and made it like a large umbrella effect. Mm-hmm. Now, 
should we keep that up? The well, Kathy, let me ask you, does it, have, does it have side branches on the outside that come down low to the ground? Oh, yeah. Then it's perfectly trimmed, And we've Kathy. got the trunk painted white as far up as, you know, we could. And well, wherever the sun's going to hit it. never gets any sun. Well, if it never gets yeah. any sun, it, it doesn't even have to be painted. And having that, you know, if the interior wood in there is going to die out naturally anyway. And what that does by cleaning out the interior is going to give you an opportunity to get some really nice big grapefruit on the inside and be able to have access to harvest them. So it's a, it's a, it's been pruned in a great fashion. Oh, we have great big grapefruits. It's a pink grapefruit tree. Well, Kathy, I'm glad you enjoy it. It sounds like it's perfectly healthy and well pruned to me. Okay. Now we water it about once a week in the summer and we have a huge well around it with brick and we fill that up like multiple times and that's it's the only thing in the backyard that we have. So Mm -hmm. we baby it. Well, that's fantastic, and it sounds like it's happy and it's rewarding you with a nice crop. And uh, oh, it is! You know, you can feed it three, you know, three times a year, like on the regular, you know, holiday schedule, okay. Valentine's Day, you know, Labor Day, Memorial Day. But um, yeah, we than, heard your show last week, and that's what you suggested, and we ran over to your nursery. <laughs> well, thanks for coming and seeing us, Kathy. Okay. Have a nice Thank weekend. You. Bye-bye. Uh, we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back with Paul and Michael. But if you'd like to be after Michael, all you have to do is give Mr. Sal a call. And I'll promise you'll answer the phone. The number to call, 602-277-5827. 277-KTAR. Folks, and uh, 
want to take a minute and invite you out to Whitfields. You know, Whitfields, we grow trees. Started with my grandparents back in the 40s and continuing today for four generations. If you need trees, flowers, beautiful plants, now is the perfect time to put them in. And at Whitfields, we'll do the digging from 15-gallon trees to big 72-inch box, from palm trees to, you know, beautiful citrus to fruitless olives to all kinds of deciduous trees and desert trees. We grow it all right here in Arizona. Our original store is at 824 East Glendale Avenue. We're in the East Valley at Cooper, which is the same as Stapley and Guadalupe, or 2640 Southern Avenue. Southern Avenue is straight south of the Sky Harbor Airport. Whitfield Nursery for four generations growing trees here in Arizona for Arizona's future. Paul in Phoenix, good morning. Hey, Brian, how you doing? Good, Paul. Hey, I got uh, two questions about some tipu trees I got. So I have two tipu trees, one in my front yard and one in my backyard. Uh, the first question is, the one in the backyard is pretty young. You guys planted it not maybe a year ago. Um, it's missing. It was missing some bark when it was planted. Does that bark, is that ever going to come back? Yeah, it'll, it'll regenerate around. Um, you know, like I, I've got a the tree at my house that I planted, which is a, a red push pistachio that had, had somehow yeah. got a big chunk of bark on the side of it. And I just took it home and planted it. And, uh, you know, that was three or four years ago. And now it's one of the nicest trees in the yard. The calibers went from about two and a half inches up to about eight inches already. And the bark completely, you know, goes back. So that's not really a problem. It, sometimes it gets scarred on the truck when they're handled. They lean on another box and things will happen. But uh, the bark yeah. and the cambium labor will grow back and cover over. How's the how's the foliage doing on it? Oh, it's great. Okay, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the tree. No, if if if, if, if the foliage is happy, the the bark will include itself. It'll grow back around. Yeah, those are I, I like these trees a lot. They're they're very uh, great trees. But the one in the front is doing even better, and this one has been in the ground a little longer. Uh, my question on that it is it is about 13 feet from my house. What do you, what do you think about that? Is that too close? <laughs> well, no, but you'll just have to manage it. You know, it, as it yeah. gets more mature, you might want to go through and do some, you know, so selective pruning and things and kind of keep it maintained. Um, yeah. you know, they can make a really large tree. Do you have them in lawn or rock, Paul? In lawn. Yeah. Well, they're, they're happy in lawn too. So they're going to yeah, grow pretty fast. Yeah. But, yeah, um, in the front is doing really well. Yeah, well, they'll they'll be happy in the lawn, but you know, thirteen feet, you know, and a lot of the yards aren't more than twenty five feet wide, so that's about you to put them in the middle of a lot of yards. It's it's not real close, yeah. and I don't think it's a huge problem. You'll just want to watch it, maintain it as you know time goes by. All right, right on. I appreciate it, Brian. Thanks, Paul. Bye bye. Thanks. Uh, let's see, Dave and Goodyear. Good morning, Dave. Hey, Brian. How are you? Oh, we're enjoying the morning. It's beautiful out. Exactly. You don't remember me, but our kids went to school together. Haven't seen you in God, 10 or 15 years, went to your mom and dad's 50th there at the nursery. And, uh, I just want to let the listeners know you're a cool dude. Everybody <laughs> there just loved you to death. So, well, we anyway, have a lot of I fun, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, so I moved out to Goodyear. I've got a new build out here and I bought into a little patio home. So the patio is about 10 feet deep by 20 feet long. And it faces south. And so when the sun comes up, I want to plant some stuff right along that block wall. And when the sun comes up, it doesn't get any direct sun. But then, of course, once the sun gets up overhead, boom, it's starting to get really pounded um, in the summertime. Yeah, so this is the, the wall that's facing off. north you want to plant up against, right? The wall that's facing west. The wall that's facing west, I'm sorry, because my backyard, the patio... 
When I'm sitting on my patio, I'm facing east. I okay. watch the sun come up in the morning. Okay, so you're going to, okay, that's so a west-facing wall. So it's pretty hot, so you get plenty of sun. And, um, Lots of sun, yeah. yeah. It's going to get a lot of sun. And do you want any privacy for your neighbor across that side or not? No, I want uh, stuff that's not going to get above the um, the wall. Mm -hmm. I want it to be slow-growing, low-maintenance, and yeah, that's why I retired, and I'm the lower the maintenance. I even put in a couple of... Um, metal plants, you know, just metal ones. <laughs> and I'm like, I gotta have some life out here. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, a really easy plant that's slow growing that'll take that much sun is Boxwood Beauty Natal Plum. Now, it's gonna not okay. get much more than probably about four feet, and it'll take it a while to do that. But it's dark green, has a little white flower on it, takes all that kind of heat, and uh, is super clean where you're never gonna be picking anything up in that, you know, courtyard. And that would be something yeah, that... Yeah, say that, say that name again. Boxwood, Boxwood Beauty... Okay. Okay. Natal plum. Natal plum. Awesome. Yeah. One of my neighbors put like a uh, bougainvillea on that. What a what a what a mess. Oh, it's beautiful. I mean, when it's messy. Now, beautiful. the other thing you could do if you wanted to in there is you could espalier like a Meyer lemon or something. But you said you didn't want to get it taller than the wall. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So that would that would be too big. You'd be fighting it. Um, you know, there's there's quite a few other options, and all all the kinds of smaller desert shrubs will do fine. You know, and they're going to be yep. pretty easy. So, I mean, pretty much there's anything from as bushy and wild as a ruella, you know, and that's got purple flowers. But if you put it in a contained area, it can be contained. You have to prune it more, but it'll go four feet tall and have purple flowers year round if you wanted some color. And that flower is kind of nice because it does fall and just go right into the ground. Um, you know, all the sages and things will work, too. And another plant that's kind of different that you might be interested in would be elephant food. An elephant food is more of a succulent-looking plant and uh, very hardy. It'll take the sun, and you can kind of prune it and keep it, you know, tighter to the wall, and it would be very easy. And uh, fire sticks might be pretty for you, too. Oh, boy, that's quite a list. So I can just go down to – I live in Goodyear, but I still go into town um, to well, the bike can... shop and to the restaurants down there, so I can probably just stop in. and Yeah, just, yeah come time. and see us in South Phoenix. We're just off of 32nd Street and Southern, and it's not a bad drive, especially on the weekends. <laughs> Okay. All righty, awesome, Dave. Man. Hey, good to, good to chat with you. Thank you. You're bye the bye. real deal. Take Love care, you, Dave. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see. Kid in uh, Lincoln. Hello, kid. Yeah, this is Ted in Lincoln. Um, oh, okay, Ted. Yeah, I'm in Lincoln, Arizona. Same as Glendale. Uh, what I was going to say is, you know, you played that war song, and there was one by Bobby Darren that said, let the senators fight it out themselves with this war in Israel. I was trying to relate that to the stand that Cassius Clay took as a conscientious objector. He refused to go to Vietnam, and I agree totally with that philosophy. Our country doesn't come before God, so our relationship with God is more important than going to war. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Ted. Appreciate it. Uh, next up, we've got Gary in Scottsdale. Hello, Gary. Uh, hello, sir. Uh, I'm calling. I transplanted a small lime tree uh, from a pot into the ground, and it started doing quite well, and then it got really hot out, mm -hmm. and my leaves all started to curl. Okay. And there's no insects on them, and they're curling over, um, kind of like a uh, party favor type of thing. They're curling over or under, whatever you want to say. Mm -hmm. They're not curling up. 
So I'm wondering if I need to feed it with something or what. Well, feeding is a great thing. It's a great thing to do for citrus this time of year. You know, so regular fertilization and, and, uh, you know, good watering are probably the two most critical things you can do for it. And, you know, this time of year, if you want to use, you know, on a young tree like that, you just have one. You could use miracle Grow or Super Bloom or whatever you have would be fine. Okay. I, I thought when the heat abated, they might uncurl, but it hasn't been the case. No, I, you know, I've seen new green. It's, it is putting out new growth now or not? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. And the new growth should come back out fine. And those leaves that are already damaged, they're probably just damaged for good. And until they get older and shut off, they won't change much. But, um, right. you know, as long as you can get some new happy growth, and this is perfect citrus weather, 100 degrees and 70 at night couldn't be any more ideal weather than for citrus to grow. So, you know, that being said, if you know, having the perfect weather right now, um, that would be a good thing is just uh, give a little extra fertilizer and stand back. It should uh, grow up pretty nice. All right. Good Thank, to know. Thanks, Thank you Karen. much. Bye-bye. Uh, Eileen, we're going to take you after we find out what's happened in the world with the news with Mr. Troy Barrett. Uh, beautiful morning out there, folks. Hope you're enjoying the program. We do have several lines open. It's a great time to call. Mr. Sal's back here on the phones at 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR.